Vomiting Rainbows, episode 15. <laughs> this is an exciting one. Uh, it's a Thanksgiving special, so we talk about children. Mm-hmm. And not in a positive way, unfortunately. Um, maybe you had a rough Thanksgiving. You might understand what some of these people went through, but talk about daycares and how not to treat children. We talk about um, where not to get children. And why it's important to uh, see the person you're dating naked as much as possible. Exactly. Right? Especially during pregnancy. <laughs> uh, and uh, why we think Justin Bieber was was right in one circumstance. Justin Bieber was justified. Vomiting rainbows. This is episode 15. That's strong. 15 is strong. And, well, it has to be strong because last week you, you took the unexpected <laughs> holiday that you didn't tell me about and then you just bolted. I know, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm all ready for tonight. You like texted me on Tuesday and I'm like, oh, I forgot to tell Doug I'm not going to be there. Thanksgiving. Right. You know, I mean, I, I don't know. Just assume that if it's a holiday, I'm not around. <laughs> so, so this whole premise of this podcast is that uh, I read a bunch of stories that Mike knows nothing about and, uh, you know. Get his feedback on it, and he spits back rainbows right at me. And these aren't just, uh, you know, your average story. These are stories that pretty much mainstream media is not covering, that you have to kind of dig deep. Dig and deep. Uh, they're And they're just, I would say there's a disturbing slant to them. I don't know what that says about Doug. But. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I tend to pick things that uh, will kind of make Mike's jaw drop a little bit because yeah. I feel like that's that's the key to this well, is if, if it were like – you know, hey, did you hear a bunch of kids got a new playground? You'd be like, uh, what? <laughs> Not necessarily. I spent a lot of time on playgrounds All as a right. kid. But my point is, is that uh, it, some of the stuff is pretty dark. And it's a little I think dark. The, the benefit of listening to this podcast is you'll hear all these super dark, horrific stories and then you kind of sit there and go, man, like, my life is pretty good. Like, the world I, the, the world might be a worse place than I thought it was, but overall, my life is, like, uh, is pretty decent. I'm yeah. Pretty good. And then, and then you get, like, important little tidbits that we come up with it, of how to not let these things happen to you. Exactly. It's, it's really it's a, it's a learning, uh, learning podcast. It's a learning experience. Yes. Um, and so let, let, I think the most important thing that we have to talk about is how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was good. Yeah, I went to the. Uh, I took my family to the Grand Canyon, uh-huh. which I'd never been to, and uh, it was awesome, man. It is great too because uh, I realized I'm so used to everything in San Francisco and the Bay Area being so crowded and traffic and just everything crazy, right? You know, and it's weird like when you when you uh, you know use your phone to map like oh, it's going to take two hours to get there, and it takes two hours to get there. Uh-huh. You know, no like no problems parking, wasn't crowded. And the Grand Canyon is awesome, totally amazing. You know, it's kind of it, – it, you see pictures of it, and you're like, okay, I, I know what it's going to be like. And when you get there, you're like, yeah, this is what it's going to – you know, like, that's what it is. But but you just can't stop looking at it. Yeah. I, took, I took more pictures of the Grand Canyon probably than I took of my kids being born. Every, wow. Because every, every site, every kind of where you turn – it's amazing. And then, like, you'll, you'll you know, drive maybe 30 miles to, like, this lookout tower, and you get a whole different perspective of the canyon. And it's something to see, man. And it's, it's a really good thing to kind of uh, to right-size you. You know, if you start kind of feeling like, I don't know, like the world's too crazy to comprehend or wh- whatever it is, you kind of realize, like, right, <laughs> those rocks are billions of years old. And there was an ocean there once. Was that? There yeah. was, like, a river flow. Yeah. And, yeah, it was, it was covered by ocean. Yeah. Right. No, so, so, uh, you know, I'm a fan of long-term thinking, Doug. I don't know if you know that about me. I don't know if you know about like, the clock of the long now and the long now foundation. And it's kind of like this whole philosophy of thinking, you know, kind of using your mind and kind of thinking long, long-term. Right. Um, and uh, the Grand Canyon is kind of just a, a natural reminder of that. But it was also cool. I got to take my kids uh, 
to some Route 66 towns and explain like what Route 66 is to them, and they were all stoked. I mean, they've seen cars and stuff, but right. uh, it was cool, man. Great trip, awesome. I, I I recommend it to everybody. We cruised through Sedona and Fla- a little bit of Flagstaff, and I mean, Arizona's pretty, man. I've been to Phoenix a couple times. And uh, Phoenix is kind of like Bakersfield, just on steroids. <laughs> right. and it's so hot and melting, and it's just you know, it's kind of like, eh. wasn't really that impressed with Phoenix. A couple times I've been there, right? Um, but Northern Arizona, like in that area, just a couple hours north, is dynamite. And you didn't hang out with the gin blossoms? I didn't. No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's. I feel like that's the only reason to go to Arizona. I think there was like, yeah, there was a couple other bands from Arizona. I no, no, say there, there, were, there were. It was only the gin blossoms. Was there a band called the Funk Junkies from Arizona? <laughs> Hold on. All right, you you look that. All right, hold on. But before, I want to know if you did the walk on the glass thing over the Grand. That's the North Rim. All right, that's what everyone says. It's yeah. the North Rim. Is it that far away that it's too hard to get to? It, ta- it would take it would take some time. Um, you couldn't take like a donkey and go over to the far side. Well, they. I mean, they do have a lot of helicopter rides and stuff. Uh, Funk Junkies are an American rap rock band from Phoenix, Arizona, formed in 1991. Thank you very much. <laughs> They did a song called Me and Your Girl that I played on the radio a thousand times. Really? Yeah. So it's some band that, like, until I hear the song, I wouldn't know who the fuck they were. Uh, even <laughs> if you hear the song, you might not. I mean, that, that's, that's like hardcore kind of 90s alternative, like radio alternative. Dude, I listen to WHFS. I'm, yeah. I'm 90s alternative. Let's see. They, had, they did Me, Me and Your Girl. They did a song called... Uh, I love it loud. I don't. Let's not talk about the funk junkie. It's, <laughs> it's, it's too much. They were like the precursor to Limp Biscuit. Okay. They were like ten years ahead of Limp Biscuit. Okay, that's, that's that says everything. That says <laughs> that really does quite say it all. Um, so first of all, we'll do a spit update because uh, we have to talk about our buddy Todd Colehep. You yeah. remember him? Yeah, girl in the in the container truck that yes. was chained up. Um, get. Get this. So there's always there's more and more disturbing things coming out about this guy. I'm sure there's going to be a movie about him, at least a lifetime movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but he uh, he wrote reviews on Amazon of all the tools that he used to kill and lock people up. So, so I remember you were saying that they were thinking that that's what he was doing. So they confirmed that. They confirmed that. So. Uh, one one thing that he did is he wrote a re- review on padlocks in which he said, these are solid locks. I have five on a shipping container. It won't stop them, but it surely will slow them down till they're too old to care. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. That's great stuff. Yeah. And then uh, he got his knife. He said, uh, haven't stabbed anyone yet, but I keep, I'm keeping the dream alive so that when I do, I was sure to be used a quality tool like this. You were saying this last time we talked about this. Right. And, and, you know, so, you know, people thought he was just joking with these reviews, but it turns out that that he used this stuff. Now, uh, do they have a body count now? Uh, Yeah, they do. So they're digging up this place and stuff? Yeah, they they are. Um, I think he he admitted to seven people. Mm. Um, But even, even more than that, they're sure that there have to be more. Just because of the time frame and how sadistic this guy was, yeah. um, he admitted to. I don't know if you heard about the superbike murders. The superbike? Yeah. So there was uh, uh, Todd apparently went to a store to buy a motorcycle. Yeah. And when he went out, he asked them for a, like a tutorial of how to ride this bike. Yeah. 
And um, they were like, well, you know, you pull the accelerator and you go. Yeah. And they were kind of mocking him. And he took off out of the store and fell over. And then they just laughed at him. Yeah. And so he went home, got a gun, and came back and killed everyone in the store. I think I heard about this. He, he got away with it. They didn't... Yeah, 2003. They had no idea who did it. No idea. I think I remember. I do remember that. Yeah. It was, so this was the guy. This is the guy. Oh, my God. And they didn't even know he did it. He just was like, you've got me for all these other things, so I might as well just be. I'm the super bike guy. Yeah, I might as well tell you I, I, I did kill all these guys. You know what's interesting uh, about this is when you think about him saying, like, hey, dude, I, you know, I, I committed all these crimes and stuff. You know, you hear about people disappearing. You hear about all these, these murders and all these, all these horrific things. And in my mind, I, I always think, like, you know, one stabbing in a house of a whole family is, like, one crazy dude. Right. But what if it's really just, like, a thousand people in the country committing 90% of the crime? Right. You know, like, what if it's really that black and white? Right. That'd be nuts. It's, it's crazy. Um, he, um, they, they finally got a hold of his mom, and his mom discussed this with the reporter and um she said you know he just had a a really really um uh knee-jerk response and it was always angry yeah and overreacting yeah she made it seem like you know he's just isn't this the guy that had like like when he was nine like his parents Took him to like a psychologist or something, yes, and they exactly. were like, "He has no redeeming qualities. He's like a sociopath. Like he'll he'll be nothing but trouble for the you know rest of his life." And you know, the parents were just like, "Oh, okay, we'll just put that away." Yeah, but the the other thing is, they said, "Well, you know these uh, these guys were really like making fun of him at this motorcycle store, and so he took it the wrong way." Went back to the store and killed them, and then she basically said, "That's why you shouldn't bully people, kids." Yeah, and no, this guy I, was beyond that. Yeah, that's a little extreme. I mean, yeah. the, we, and we both ride motorcycles, Doug. I mean, yeah. you know, and, and it's kind of it is kind of weird that a dude that does not ride a motorcycle would buy a motorcycle, or someone would sell him one. Right. You know, usually it's like, dude, go take some lessons, have a buddy teach you how to ride, and then come back and, and buy a motorcycle. Like step one, almost every motorcycle store in. California will say, have you taken CC rider yet? Yeah, or exactly. something like that. You know, yeah. do you, do you, do you have a helmet? Do you have a helmet? Do you know, do you know what you're doing? Do you know what a clutch is? Yeah. You know, things, small things like that. But yeah, they, they tried to get him to go out in this field and he went into the field and they were like, it, it's better in the field. Cause if you fall down, you know, you just topple into the grass yeah. and he went in the field and toppled into the grass and they're just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's, you know, that's it. It might be messed up, might be a bad salesman, might be a bad way to operate a, a dirt bike shop, but doesn't mean that that you should come back and kill everyone in it. No, not yeah. at all. Hmm. But um, so the the other thing is, uh, so remember the girl that he had chained up in the um, in the cargo container? Yeah. Um, his, they asked his mom, why? First of all, why would he kill the boyfriend? Yeah. And she said, oh, as he told it to me. That guy, Charlie, who was the guy who was killed, had a really smart mouth, and he didn't like it. Wait a second. So so the mom knew that her son was killing all these that's, people? That's the thing that they're investigating now. So they think the mom may have been somehow complicit uh, or at least covering up for the crimes. I mean, is that one of those situations where, like, the mom's so scared that if she does anything, like, he'll kill her? Or is she, is she just a wacko, too? I mean, I'm, a little bit of both, maybe? 
Maybe. I, it, I mean, obviously, if you saw his history, like we, we read the, the psychiatrist report on him. Yeah. And it was so aggressive. She was probably like, I just don't want to. I, I, you know, I, I, I know. Uh, and, and he was convicted, went to jail for, for um, whatever, 14 years or so ever and got out. So yeah. she is probably like, well, if he gets convicted of these crimes, he might come out as well. And then if I'm saying bad things about him, come get me. He might come get me. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I know that, you know, being a parent, you love your kids no matter what, what they do. You know what I mean? No matter, you know, what. What, where life takes them. Right. Um, you know, I mean, I've known some, when I was growing up, I knew some really, really super violent dudes. I mean, like violent, violent people. And their parents were kind of Are we of talking just, about your brother? No, no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it, but their parents were, you know, I don't know if they'd look the other way, but it was just kind of like, oh, you know, like, it would kind of just be like, yeah, this is kind of the way he is, you know? Like, you accept your kids for what they become, but I think when they start, like, killing people and putting them in storage containers, you kind of go like, son, you, you know, you're, you've crossed the line. Like, right. like this, is, this isn't good. You know, I mean, or, or you know, like uh, if you have a son like that, maybe do like the Dexter thing. Like, why not? Like, instead of going after innocent people, why don't you like find some real scumbags right. to, to, to rid from the earth? You know what I mean? Like instead of wrecking these these innocent lives, like. Exactly. And and but the <laughs> exactly like now we're advocating. that. Yeah, now, totally now, I, I think we're going the wrong direction on that one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I understand where you're going. But it's it's just yeah, it, it's got to be so hard because you see like. I've watched Intervention. I don't know if you've watched Intervention. I've seen it. Yeah, but, but you, you watch, and they're like, all the family members have cut someone out. Yeah. And and there's always that one family member that's like, I can help them. Yeah. You know, and they're like, the, yeah, they're the ones that's like giving them money, letting them stay. Yeah. You know, they're just enabling in some way or shape or form, and you're just like, God, that person. I mean that that's a pretty uh, yeah that enabling behavior. I mean that's when but you're when you're enabling your kid to murder people. That's like yeah, it, <laughs> one thing like your kid's doing blow or shooting up junk by himself in, a, in you know in your garage. But it's like you know I can't imagine you know as a parent sitting there and like having your kid be like yeah I just got a another uh, another dog in the in the kennel. I picked this lady up and I shot her boyfriend. <laughs> like oh pass the pizza, cool, right on, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but the, the one the when you see how the the mother talks about him she she basically says well these were bad dudes like yeah. they they were mean to him they were aggressive and he handled it wrong but they were bad dudes so she's like kind of she's for, patting it yeah she's patting it yeah so uh maybe yes. that's that's also probably with her trying to deal with it that's well. the thing too is i'm sure she's just trying i'm sure it's i'm sure any parent of a ki- of a kid who who commits horrific crimes I, I just can't imagine. You know, I can't imagine the guilt that you would feel. I mean, I, you know, you probably already know you're you were a failure as a parent, but then when it goes to this level, you're just, you know, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you feel responsible in some way. I know I would. You know, if my kids ended up committing lots of crimes and hurting people, I would feel. I would every day. I'd sit there and go, "What did I do wrong?" You know, it'd be hard not to blame myself. Sure. and Feel some level of responsibility for that. Um. So, yeah, that's basically where that is now. Um. We can go on to the next topic that's also fun-loving. Let's hear it. Did you ever see the movie uh, The Ones Below? The Ones Below. It was last year. No. It it did it didn't it wasn't like a major blockbuster success. Yeah. But, you know, it it definitely had some really interesting people in it. You know, it had the one of the guys from um 
Boardwalk Empire in it and stuff like that. Doug, I, I got a 10 and 11-year-old kid at home, so if it's not a, a Marvel movie, I haven't seen it. Right. <laughs> I, Either, I can't remember the last time I just went and saw a movie that I wanted to see. It just right. doesn't doesn't happen. Animation? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a cartoon or a it, Marvel movie. I have no idea it exists. When, when I was back home for Thanksgiving, uh, uh, my sister was like talking about all these movies she wanted me to see, but my nephew was there, and she's like, we can't watch those now, but you know, you should watch this movie. Yeah. In other words, there's no way you're going to be able to watch this while you're home. Yeah. Because they're going to always be around. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but the premise of this movie was uh, a couple move into an apartment, another couple moves below them, and um, the couple in the upstairs apartment uh, gets pregnant, mm-hmm. and they're about to have a baby. They're very excited about it. And the people in the apartment below them Somehow get pregnant at the same time. Mm-hmm. And obviously the people in the bottom apartment were not pregnant. They steal and the they baby. were stalking this other couple and they steal the baby. Yeah. So this happened in real life. Yeah. So you hear about that every once in a while. I mean, this is something that happens. I mean, when you have kids and you're in the hospital, they, they put all these like uh, bands. Yeah. And all this like it's like a, it's a whole security thing. It has to be. It has to be, yeah. But, I mean, because people will come in that want a baby and be like, I'm just, this is my baby. This is my baby. Right. A lot, a lot of times, uh, from what I understand, too, if a lot of women lose a baby, they have, like, you know, traumatic experiences or something like that. They just, you know, it's one of the reasons why they do it. Right. And it's, and so even, even as, like, an uncle uh, visiting my nephews in the hospital, like, I had to get a band. Yeah. Just to, just to look in the window. Totally. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's, who are you? Yeah, they're like, you can't be here unless you're somehow related to the family but that's it that's that's a nightmare obviously anytime your kid gets kidnapped i mean let me ask you a question doug and, th- and we're going into a dark place here we're talking about a child i think being... that's perfect for this podcast okay <laughs> but, but this is the scenario and I, wa- I want you to answer honestly which one's better like is it better to get your Doritos. Your, your kid kidnapped <laughs> when they're really little like maybe like you know newborn to like three months or when they're like 10 11 12 13 you know what I mean? Because when they're newborn, you don't really know them. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. like, you don't, you know, it's, it's kind of. So you might not like them early, later. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> Just say, like, if, you know, no, which I, one do you think's worse on that hor- horrific scale? I, I think it's all horrible. It's all the same? Yeah, because, uh, so, um, you know, the the studies show that almost no couple survives the loss of a child. Yeah. Kidnapping, whatever. Yeah. And so I, I don't think it's good in any part of that spectrum at all. Yeah. Like, if they're off at college and you lose them. Ugh. It's even worse. So I Do you think it's that's what I'm saying? Do you think it's worse? Because like this is the thing is that you lose if if a kid gets kidnapped, like like this these people, right? Your kid right. gets snatched when they're like four days old, right? I mean at least they're going to like another family that wants to raise a baby, right? But when your kid disappears when they're twenty three after you raise them, paid for their damn college, <laughs> you know, invested all this right. time and love. And also they they disappear because they they took some drugs and next thing you know they're they're uh, you know out in the jungle locked up in a in a hut or something, you know, right. just like ah. I, and and then you hear about the really weird scenario where the the child was locked up for like fourteen years and then they find them later and then the family's reunited with them. Yeah. How is that? Yeah, what's that conversation like? That's got to be be a fly on that wall. Yeah, how's your sixteenth birthday? <laughs> oh, you're in that cage. Oh, oh. right. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, man, it's horrible. Horrible yeah. to think about. So it's all the same. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I'm just saying if you had to pick one. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I, you can't I, do it. No, I don't think you could pick any. Yeah. It's like it would be like me putting you in front of your children and saying, which one do you like better? <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. both awesome. 
No, you would say I mean, that, uh, obviously. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. I mean, they're just yeah. Kids are kids are. It's you know, it's, they're such a blessing, man. A lot of work, but they're such a blessing. That's why I say have three. That way you have a spare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like odd man out. Odd man. <laughs> You know, like intervention, that one that like gets hooked to heroin or whatever. You're like, oh, that was a spare. Yeah. Sorry, bud. Sorry, dude. Totally. (laughs) I'll I'll stay with the other two. Um, So, yeah. So this woman uh, faked a pregnancy to along with her friend. As soon as her friend got pregnant, she said that she had gotten pregnant with her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And then when the baby came home after six days, she went and overkilled this woman, just shot her to death. And oh then, my God! I didn't know she killed the lady. Yeah, she oh, killed I thought her. she just kidnapped the baby. No, she, oh. she shot her up in the home. And Dude, then, this is such a worse story uh, than I thought it was. Oh, sorry. Jeez. Uh, uh, um, did you thought that you thought this podcast was called Happy Unicorns? No, I just thought that maybe like the the the, the lady that faked the pregnancy took the baby, and then they no. found out okay, give the baby back. I didn't know she went and murdered the the, the family. Yeah, I don't know why. I, like, why not just sneak in and why go that far? I don't. <sighs> Well, yeah. and, and, and I mean, there's so many different levels of this story now, right? Because the th- <laughs> think about the boyfriend that went along with this. So, like, like if you're a boyfriend and you're going along with a woman who's pretending that she's pregnant, right? I mean, listen, you know, we all know that there are, there are, are different types of people in a relationship. There's, we've all you know dated women that might be a little wacky, right? That's like nth level. If yeah. you to go along with that, like, is it because she's paying your rent? Is she that good in bed? Like, what under what circumstances? When your girlfriend's like, listen, I'm going to fake my pregnancy, you know, go along with this. Or did did, did he might he, not have even known. He thought it was really happening. Well, and the other thing. She, she was that good? Like, what? I mean. Maybe. Well, so here's the thing is her. It, it they've. Uh, listen, all, his, listen. All, all of his, all of his, like, he's not implicated at all. So he, so, so she even fooled him. I think so. This is why, dudes, if you're dating a chick, especially if she becomes pregnant, you have to make sure that you see her naked at least once every three hours. <laughs> she's not tying any kind of pillows down there right. or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you have to – the thing is, you know, the, the problem with, 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 uh, with a lot of relationships, I think, is that from, from what, I've, what I know and, and, and the friends that I've talked is to – Is that what you did with Christy? Baby, get naked. Yes. I need proof. But that's <laughs> the problem is, like, women think, like, oh, he just wants me to take clothes off because he's horny and it's a sexual thing. It's not. It, it's also just making sure that you're not faking a pregnancy. <laughs> is that what it is? So it's just like, listen, take off your clothes real quick because I want to make sure you're not faking this pregnancy. Right. If, if your lady's pregnant. Okay. It's important to see your partner naked as much as possible so this type of thing doesn't happen is what I'm saying, Doug. So she was in Wichita, Kansas. Her boyfriend, I think, was in Dallas at the time. and so Oh, one of these things. Yeah. So she mm. might have said, I'm going yeah. to stay with friends while yep. I get through the pregnancy and then I'm going to come back. So he might he might be a soldier or something. He might be like on deployment or Who something. Who knows? I they haven't really gone into Ugh. exactly what what he did. Um but anyway, so she then killed killed her, grabbed the baby, ran to Dallas, and then joined her family. And her family's like, Oh yay, baby. Yeah. And she faked all these pregnancy Facebook photos yeah. to show that she was like pregnant with child. Doesn't it listen, if there's if there's any women that listen to this that have kids, I mean is that possible to fake that stuff? I mean, it seems like women would know, especially on Facebook. They'd be like, "Wait a minute, that's not know. a real breast pump, or you know, whatever." You know what I'm talking about? Like, I think it's pretty. I think it's easy. I don't I know, probably man. pregnancy is a real complicated thing. Right? Like, I mean, when you walk, when you not see on a, Facebook, it isn't. When you see a pregnant woman walking down the street, it's like that. You know, it's like that lady's pregnant. Right. 
Seems like it would be hard to. You know, but then you hear these crazy stories, Doug, right, about women who will, like, go to the doctor and be like, oh, I'm having pain in my stomach. And then they, all of a sudden the doctor's like, yeah, you're about to have a baby. And they uh, yeah. deliver the kid. And they're like, oh, my God, I didn't even know I was pregnant. So that like, was. Like, this is the weirdest thing is because, how, like, how do you not know you have a baby growing in you? Like, like, yeah. like, like but that happens quite a bit. You hear yeah. stories about that. Not this horrific where they, they kill people and stuff, but like just a woman goes into a doctor and also she's like, oh yeah, I have a baby. Wow. I didn't right. even know I was pregnant. It's like, how does that happen? Yeah. Well, that, that was one of the things that the sheriff actually came out and said is he was, he said here are a couple of, they didn't know who did it first off. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, they said, um, if you've seen anyone who has just, somehow said they didn't know they were pregnant, saw a doctor, found out they were pregnant, and had a baby, like, all yeah. in the span of, like, a week or two weeks or something of that nature, um, please let us know. Mm-hmm. Or if somebody said they had a relative or family member visit them and then they came back with a baby, also let us know. Yeah. Uh, things of that nature. Anyway, so um, after that, she went, she went to Dallas. Her family was really excited because she had this this newborn, um, and then they raided her house. They were they brought a whole SWAT team in. Mm. They got the baby unharmed. It mm. was it was crazy. I mean, literally, can you imagine that? Like you're all excited because your significant other brings home what you think is your baby. Yeah, and then the SWAT team, a couple hours later, raids your house and takes the baby and lets you know that. Your significant other is a complete nut job and yeah. has murdered someone and stolen their baby. Wow, man. That's, that would uh, be. Oof. I mean, I, people don't know about adoption. Like, what? Can I, I know. It's I, just, there are options. Or maybe, you know, maybe this was like a, a girl that was so jealous of this 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 neighbor. You know, like envied this neighbor. You know, like like so envious of her. And so she wanted to be her. She wanted like her life. She, so and, she, you know, all of a sudden like fantasy and reality just blurred. She's like, that's it. I'm yeah. going to become her. I'm going to take her baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, sometimes people get really jealous about stuff like that. Like, oh, she's got the perfect life. Like, if I have her baby, then my life will be perfect. Did, did you see Girl on a Train? No. Very similar story Very similar. there, too. Should I write Yeah, so you need to see The Ones Below and Girl on a Train. Writing these down. Yeah, double header of Movie just night, disturbing movies. <laughs> By the end of it, you'll just be like, oh, I'm so creeped out. Yeah. Um and then you'll just hug Christy and be like, "You're wonderful." Yeah, She's like thanks, <laughs> thanks for not being a, a nut job. And then, and then, so during the time of this this one story, there probably been at least six kids abducted every mm. forty seconds. A baby is abducted. Every forty seconds, every, a baby is abducted. Isn't that terrifying? Well, in I, the U.S., that's the, only the U.S. What I like to think of, as far as like like you know, when, when kids get taken, and, and and maybe this is just me just trying to. You know, make it better. Yeah, make it better. Is I like to think that like ninety nine percent of those, it's like a bad divorce, and it's the dad going like, "That's it. You know, we're moving to Reno. Your mom's a junkie. We're getting out of here." Right. So like, like the kid's technically kidnapped, but really, it's like a good parent trying to get the the kid away from like a horrible parent. That's how right. I like to frame those things in my mind. Which I think some of that has got to be the case, right? Right. Some of it, but that's that's unbelievable. Forty every forty seconds, a kid gets stolen. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I, I find that hard to believe. So let's go on to another lovely baby story. Okay. <laughs> so uh, a little, another little baby story is um, so in Minneapolis, there's a, a child daycare. This um, guy was bringing his three year old to drop off at the daycare, 
um, the daycare owner ran up to the guy and said, I can't take this anymore. Um, I've had enough and starts walking out. Mm. And the, and as he's walking in, he hears oh, no. a baby crying. Okay. Um, he runs to where the baby's crying and the baby's in an, it's like an infant in a noose hanging from the ceiling. Oh my God. He's able to pull the baby down from the noose. The woman leaves the daycare, runs out, uh, gets in her minivan, immediately runs over like a pedestrian. Okay. And then keeps fleeing down the road, hits a bicyclist. This is the daycare person yeah, that, that said I can't take this anymore? Daycare. Okay. I thought I thought it was the person chasing the daycare person. No. Because I could see myself like going, I'm gonna go find that person no, he, and run over there. He immediately calls nine one one. It's like yeah. this baby's like lucky to be alive. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, and uh, then she runs to a bridge um, and tries to jump off the bridge, but mm. some pedestrians see her, grab her, hold her down. The police come, get her, arrest her, mm. and, you know, horrifying story. That's, I mean, thank God the baby's all right. Yeah, the baby is fine. Every other baby in the daycare was fine. Yeah. Or all the other children in the daycare. I bet that kid that was hanging was colicky. You know what yeah. a colicky baby is? Yeah. Yeah, one of my kids was colicky. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's pretty grating, but... But not like hang the baby grading. I don't no. think anything is hang the baby grading. I I still have the utmost respect for parents having to deal with children that are just out of control or or just very like grading because they need your attention or whatever. Because one or two times without sleep is probably challenging. Sure, sure. But, you know, in the eighth month of not sleeping. Yeah, you you start to get a little but, like, oh my were, god, if this were, baby screams again. These weren't her kids. This is someone who chose to to be a child right? daycare person as a profession. Yeah, you know, and I mean, and, and, and listen, I, you know, and and was a registered, completely legitimate daycare. Yeah, I mean, they go through a lot of lot of training and stuff. And I think when things like this happen, though, I think this is uh, not not to get on my soapbox, but here I go. I think that you know when people have breakdowns like this, I don't think it's like a thing that happens like that morning. I think things build up and people don't. Like something snaps and people don't know how to handle it, but I don't think like it goes from like zero to one hundred in one morning. No, and, and I think this is the thing that bothers me about stories like this is that this lady, at least you would hope that you would have people in her life, whether it's coworkers, whether it's a husband, whether it's some friends that would recognize like, hey man, this person needs a break. Like this person is on edge. This person isn't acting normal. This right. person needs some help. You know, and I think so. Like it just seems like in life everyone's just about you know getting through the day and getting on to the next day. And, and and I don't think we spend enough time, like, kind of, you know, looking at each other and looking at the people that are close to us and saying, hey, dude, are you okay? Like, you seem pretty stressed out. Or, you know, maybe if I'm this person's boss, like, hey, man, you know, you seem like you're you're really on edge. Like, why don't you take a day off? Yeah. You know, is everything okay? Because you don't go from, like, hey, man, I love my job, three hours later going, I can't take this anymore. I'm going to I'm gonna try to kill a kid. Like, that's something that's built gradually over time. You know what I mean? And, and it's just, like, I don't know. I mean, you, do you yeah. agree? I mean, I, I'm sure there are situations where people just snap, you know, but but I, I tend to think that there had to have been some signs that this lady was having some psychological trouble. Yeah, nothing's come out yet. But luckily, everybody who was injured in her escape and the baby, they're all going to recover and they're yeah. all going to be fine. But um, and it, and she is she's caught. Uh, but I mean, you know, obviously. She's caught, but something's going to happen to her, right? Yeah. What's she going to do? Like serve a year in jail? She didn't kill anyone. 
She didn't kill anyone. You know but- what I mean? So, so what? She's going to go two years, and then what's she going to do? She's going to be out. Like, what happens to people like this? That, that's my question. Well, we'll find out. And how do you overcome something like that? You know, like like, you, like you're applying for a job at McDonald's. So tell me about your last job. Why were you Why were you let right. go? Exactly. Like, like this lady's life is over, right? I mean. Well, that's what you'd think. But again, Todd, Todd Kohlhepp, you would think his life was over, and yet somehow he started a real estate company and then yeah. murders seven people. So yeah. she's got to like reinvent herself big time. Yeah, she's going to have to reinvent <laughs> but it does she didn't have like any um she she's right now facing second degree murder, third degree assault and two charges of uh criminal vehicular operation um in con- connection with an incident. So she's not going to get out anytime soon. Yeah. But But my point is she's probably what 30. I have no idea. Here, you know, let's I mean, find she, out. Yeah, she, you know, like, like my point is, she has a lot of life still to live. She was forty. She's forty-two. She's forty-two. Yeah. So she might not have that long to live. <laughs> you know, let's face it, Doug. We're in our forties. Yeah, we're, the shit's know. like pretty much. Eh, we're we're done anyway. Hips start hurting. It's like ah. Yeah, but you know, it's it's really interesting that you bring up someone like getting kind of pushed to the brink. I uh, I don't know if you do you know Sebastian? Um, he used to throw. Uh, a bunch of huge parties. He's been throwing parties in San Francisco for, God, I don't know, like uh, almost 20 years, maybe even longer. Mm. Um, and you know Aaron Axelson. Yeah. Aaron Axelson's pop scene is the second uh, longest running club in San Francisco. And this guy's indulgence party was the longest running. I and- thought, uh, I thought, um, was it not 19? What's the one at the Cat Club? Oh, uh, yeah. What is it called? You know, nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty four. I thought that yeah. was the longest. Uh, no, I think indulgence might have been before that. Yeah, yeah. Did Sebastian do nineteen eighty four? No. Okay. You ever go to nineteen eighty four? Of course I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I spent my time there. And and the other thing about is like, that still going on? It is still going. That's on. That's awesome. And they, is it they, the same? It's not the same. Yeah. I remember going there with a bunch of my skateboarding friends, and we like all roll in there. And the Hell's Angels had like a table in the back. Yeah, and they were hanging out there. It I remember was, going there like in I'm talking like in '94, '93. Uh huh. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It, I'm always amazed when things that are still going on. Yeah, that, that are still going on like that's like oh, really that's still happening. So we so what you're saying is that we're going to go to the Cat Club. On, Let's go uh, on Thursday for '84. Exactly, man. Let's go. Uh, so I I ran into some friends and they're like, yeah, we're going to go to the '80s night at the Cat Club, and I'm like, is First of all, that's still going, and yeah. Cat Club's still open, but yeah, it's awesome. still. Anyway, so unfortunately, Sebastian, um, he hit his limit. His mom passed away, mm. and he lost his sister. There were like all these. <sighs> he had like a series of things happen, and then he was battling depression. Yeah, and then about a week and a half ago, he committed suicide, and it was heartbreaking oh because you know he has all these friends in San Francisco, but yeah. no it just he felt alone and. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things where when you say, you know, why didn't someone reach out or notice? Or, yeah. And um, his girlfriend or longtime girlfriend had said, um, you know, don't beat yourself up over this just because it's one of those things that you you just can't you can't blame yourself for not noticing because yeah. you're going about your own life. Yeah. And it just takes. You know, but it does take someone to stop and say, hey, man, are you okay? Yeah. And you just, it's not something that feels comfortable to do. Of course not. Yeah, no. I mean, and, and I mean, the fact of the matter is, and this is a, per, I mean, life is just brutal. It is. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's tough, man. It, it, it's tough and it can be really hard sometimes. And 
sometimes it takes its toll on people and they make really, really bad decisions. Yeah. And know? and it's just uh, the other thing is maybe a week or two later, he'd be back on yeah. top and feeling very comfortable again. But well, they always say like what like suicide is uh, is a period where life intended there to be a comma or something like that. Right. Exactly. I always that, love that. That's you know? I've never heard that. But that's you never heard that. Really? That's a good one. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, dude, like or maybe maybe it's a semicolon, not a comma. <laughs> I can't remember whatever whatever the correct grammar right, is. Pause. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's like, don't the period is, is not needed. You know what right. I mean? Like, you don't need to end your story, you know, and I, I remember coming into work one day and there was a kid I was on. um where was I? I was coming from the East Bay, and I was on 580 heading towards San Francisco, and there was one of those overpasses, and there was a kid up there. He might have been like 14, and he was like going to jump into traffic. Oh, and fuck. so they, they stopped all the cars. Right. But, I mean, everyone's just in their car. Just, you know, it's just stopped. Everyone's sitting there, and this kid's up there, and the cops are up there and stuff. And um, and I was maybe like, you know, 20 feet. So I could see the kid, you know. Right. And they were kind of pulled him over, and the cops got him and handcuffed him and took him away. And I was just like, man, like, thank God, like, that like thank God that dude was saved because right. he's a kid and it's like you know he'll every time he goes by that bridge he'll be like you know like that's where I I almost made the worst decision of my life you know right. what I mean and, and instead of you know his friends going there and go this is where he ended his life he right. can go there now and be like hey man you know like uh, it was a pretty bad day right but but he has the ability to do that you yeah know? and he had this uh, the now he gets a little bit of time to think about to think it about and, it yeah and reflect on. Wow, that was a bad decision, and obviously cry for help as well. Exactly, and hopefully he got it. And but you know, you've—I don't know if you've watched the bridge. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw it. In the, I saw it at the Bridge Theater. Oh wow, yeah. That's, I saw it when it came out. I even reviewed the guys who made it. No way. Yeah. So I mean, that was such an intense movie. But that one guy who survived, you yep. said the moment he let go of the the bridge, um, he. Uh, and this this movie's about the Golden Gate Bridge, which is the number one suicide destination in the world. Which, when I was at the Grand Canyon, I was like, dude, the Grand Canyon should be the number one. Because <laughs> it's so pretty? It's just, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying a far to... far fall? It's, it's yeah, it's, I mean, there's no way you're surviving. It's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of feet down. Right. I mean, you're not. But it's so pretty. By the time you get there, you're like, oh, this is nice. Yeah, yeah, life As is pretty said, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, maybe, maybe I should go back. But the bridge, I mean, that, I, I, I honestly think that's one of my top ten favorite movies. And I don't yeah. mean because of its content, but it, it was just, I thought it was so well done. And it's so emotionally jarring. Yeah. And also, at the same time, very insightful as far as how powerful depression can be. And, you know, I think everyone, you know, knows people who, who have uh, committed suicide. And you're always trying to wonder, like, how is this, like, how did that happen to my friend, right? Right. And when you see this movie, it gives this insight because it talks to the families. I mean, it's, it's, I just thought it was really, really well done, even though it was, at the time, people were pissed. And, yeah. uh, I mean, it was boycotted. and Like, people don't want people to see that movie. Yeah, well, I don't think uh, that's America. Nobody wants anyone to see these, like, dark, no one wants to talk about the dark things. that yeah. will, And that's why we're doing this. But, like, I think that the dark things, once you hear about them, you understand them a little bit better and you understand how it affects everyone yeah. and so when like one of the 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 guys who survived he was like his family rallied around him they had been supporting him the entire time but they didn't realize how urgent it was yeah. for him to continue his care and to continue taking his meds they're like oh he's off his meds yeah, he, it's not a big deal. Get but, back on it. Yeah, no. But exactly. when he was off his meds, he went to the bridge and he jumped off. And he said, the moment he let go, 
he he wished he hadn't. Yeah. And somehow he survived, and he actually said a, a porpoise or a I remember dolphin, that. Yeah, 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 a dolphin saved his life. Like somehow was holding him up. Yeah, and, I think that really happened though. Uh, yeah. Well, they said that his arms and legs were broken, yeah. so he couldn't be swimming. Some animal in the bay kept well, the kid afloat. Yeah, kept him afloat somehow. Unbelievable. So, I mean, it's then, an amazing movie. I mean, it's I, don't amazing. Even know if, I don't know where people can find it or whatever. I have a, co- I have a VHS copy of that movie. Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. Because we're old. Because we're ancient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but powerful stuff. And like I said, I mean, even though it's about suicide and, you know, it, it uh, I just found it so enlightening as far as, like we were talking about depression. Like you're saying, like people who are on medication, it's like, Dude, if you know someone in your life that's on medication, like, be a good friend. Make sure they're taking their medication. Yeah. Because, because it's it's for a reason. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and have the discussion. Like, hey, bro, listen, man, I know you're taking meds. Like, you know, every once in a while I'm just going to say, man, you're taking your meds? You yeah. know, just because just I care about you. Well, and the other thing, too, is it just showed you, as you said, it showed the full breadth of everything that happened. So you got to see the families who lost, the families who had survivors from it. Yeah. And the the talks that they had and how happy they were that their child survived and the ones that were just absolutely devastated that their child didn't survive. And you just get this, it's a very well-rounded view. That's what of, I thought. Yeah. But like I said, people were like, I mean, it was, you know, yeah. people were very upset with that movie. But I, I thought agree. the directors were great. I was like, this should, this should win an Academy Award. I mean, this is the, it's the, I mean, it's beyond reality. It's, it's, I mean, cause it's, it's just, there it is. Right. You know, they literally film people jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, it was rough. So, uh, on a lighter subject, uh, Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber, what's the Biebs <laughs> up to, man? Uh, so, Bieber was, I think, completely in the right in this point. Um, uh, Bieber punched one of his fans in Barcelona. Oh, really? Yeah. What did the fan do? So, he, he roll, he's pulling into a venue, and uh, this fan reaches into the car to touch Justin Bieber, mm. but then grabs onto him. And Bieber's like, you can see him. Of course, TMZ has the whole video. Of course. And the kid is like running along with the car, holding on to Bieber. And Bieber just turns around and punches the kid in the face. What is the kid that's reaching in the car, grabbing Justin Bieber? What does he expect to happen? Like, like, like he's going to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like I can see like waving or like, hey, man, can I shake your hand or high five or fist bump or peace sign? But when you grab a dude in the car, the car's moving. Well, you know, basically you're asking you to get run over, right. in my opinion. And and what's going to happen? You expect Justin Bieber's going to get out of the car and, like, dance with you? Yeah. Give you a hug? like Maybe a private concert? Like, how, no. But, you know, how old was this kid? Was he, like, a 10-year-old kid? I mean. He was, uh, so the the kid was, uh, it doesn't say how old he was. doesn't say. But then again, it's also kind of cool that Justin Bieber, if you're a huge fan, punches you in the face, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I got beat up by Henry Rollins. How awesome. Yeah, I mean, the kid got, like, a little bit of a bloody lip. Uh, nothing bad, but yeah. he was just like, dude, let go. Like, I mean, let I mean, me. yeah, I mean, I, I know your fans get crazy about you. Oh, yeah. And, and then, like, they grab, I have been to some of your events where your fans have been pretty maniacal. Like, when, that night at the Hard Rock, there was some girl, you were doing some show at the Hard Rock, and this girl was, like, all in your face and, like, kept wanting to talk to you. Yeah. And you were just like, uh, I, I gotta go to the state, and she kept, like, getting in front of you and talking to you. What was she talking to you about? It's been really important. Uh, we were all we were all pretty we were all pretty tipsy at that point. But I just remember I was like, "Wow, dude, that is intense." Yeah, people. Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes people have uh, have things to say to you. It's I, I I don't know. I mean, I don't mind talking to people. They can sit there and berate me. But yeah, if I have to be on stage doing something, it's like I gotta go to you know, like I'm working right now. Remember gotta, that you coned a guy. 
I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, you you felt a little bad about that, but I thought it was I thought that was the like the funniest way to ha- like this guy. It, we were out one night, and uh, Mike has did uh, all these meetups for like Live One Hundred Five when he was back on Live One Hundred Five, and he was doing this meetup, and the, all these people would come to to drink at like a very small little bar, and this one guy was just maniacal and just kept following you everywhere, and you just had enough. Yeah. And you you told me I had two options. I was either going to hit the guy or do something else. And you came across a cone and you just set the cone on the guy's head. Yeah. And it made him move back. But I think he was still totally cool with it. I don't, I care. I, I just remember like kind of telling him like, hey, dude, you got to leave me alone. Like, right. he, like you just you got to give me some space, man. And he, and he kept. Yeah, it's kind of exactly what you said. But I remember I took the cone and I just kind of like stuck it on his head uh-huh. and I kind of just pushed him down with the cone. Right. So he's kind of like, he just ended up kind of <laughs> on the ground, like with this cone pushed over his head. And I just kind of like walked away. He's kind of like, <laughs> and he, I, don't think he, I don't know if he got the cone off. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah, we just kept walking. Construction cones. I think I think at that point, I was taking a picture of the Transamerica. I was like, oh, that's really pretty. And then I turn around, there's this guy on the ground with a cone on his head. Yeah. And like, but it's better than being Justin Bieber and punching him in the face, right? I mean, well, he just know. didn't have a cone. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what it comes down to. So you know, I think I think what we've learned out of this is if you have a baby, uh, stay away from crazy people, man. And uh, if you have a trailer in the woods, maybe put lawnmowers in it or something like yeah. that. Maybe yeah. not not tie people up. And if you do tie people up, don't write reviews on Amazon. No, it's not. It's right. not a good look. It's not um, right. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much. Episode 15. Episode 15 in a nutshell. Don't be always, you know, if you're running a daycare and it gets stressful. Go for a walk. Go for a walk. Smoke a joint. Right. Relax. Something like that. Chill out, man. Get an assistant. That's right. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, please follow us on uh, Twitter. We're We Vomit Rainbows on all social media. And uh, and review and rate us. Help us get fans. Tell your friends if you like it. If you don't like it, tell your friends anyway. Maybe they'll listen. I don't know. 